Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the first instalment. Yes, the first instalment of our A League review show uh, after the first week of the A League kicked off just the, on the weekend past. My name is Joseph Esposito, and I'll be your host for tonight. And what will now be a bit more of a familiar voice, uh, we have Mr. Matthew Vidiello here. Matthew, how are you? Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, <laughs> whenever you're listening from. How are you feeling, mate? Yeah, very good, mate. It's um, it's good to have the A League back. I was just about to ask, what were your, your first like an initial thoughts? Of the um, round. I thought it was I thought it was a resounding success, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. In what uh, way? Attendances up, yeah. excitement up, all of the marquees that um that have been brought in of all, all all the ones that started or came on have mm-hmm. made a very big impact. And that's from your um from your Stephen Taylors and your CISOs at Wellington all yeah. the way through to your Adam LaFondras. Yeah, so, nice, nice. Um yeah, it was a it was a really good start to the A League and hopefully we can build a bit of traction from here and keep going. Yeah, for sure. I think it was uh I think it was Adam Peacock tweeted a bit that the uh, the crowds were up like for comparison to like round one last year. So like that excitement factor already, which is obviously I guess key to kind of carrying through, you know, through the season, you know, obviously with the, with all the marquees that have come in, it obviously makes it a whole lot more exciting. So it's a uh, a very good start. Hopefully a state it will continues to be that yeah. way. So um well look mate, we'll we'll kick off this review show and we'll start with I guess the biggest talking point from last week. Well not talking point, the biggest uh, game a fixture that that came and went was the Melbourne derby between Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory. Now my first question for you is what were your overall feelings about that game? Um, from a spectacle point of view, I mean, you and I were both there, mm-hmm. albeit in different parts of the ground. Yep. To get 40,000 people in on a, it was a bang on average day in Melbourne, that's yeah. for sure, <laughs> um, was a really good start. Um, it's all, I'm always a bit iffy about playing these derbies early in the season. Mm-hmm. I think it takes a bit of the shine off because the teams aren't at their best footballing-wise yet. But it was a, um, it was a tense encounter. You know, it was yeah. It was it was tight. It was tense. Everyone was hyped up for it. The roar that went around the stadium when stadium when um Kasuki Onda scored his opening goal for the victory. Yeah. And when um when his name was called out in the starting lineup was something that you know took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Seeing a lot of Japanese fans in the in the stands there. It was it was a it was a good advert for the league. I yeah. thought. What did you think? You haven't been to as many Melbourne games as I. No, have. No, well, that was obviously since relocating down here. That was my first Melbourne derby that I'd been to. Yeah. So I'd obviously gone to plenty of Sydney derbies, but just touching quickly on the the Honda side of thing and the Japanese fans. When I was walking to the ground, I came across a host of. Uh, Japanese cameramen and presenters, and they were all. They all had their passes, and they were all season-long passes. So, like, Fantastic. the traction that obviously that he's bringing from Japan, which is a and you know a massive, massive footballing yeah. nation. I kind of struck me by surprise. I was like, wow. Like, I I I assumed that they'd you know be there you know maybe for a game, two games, but you know to looks like that they're here for the long run, and you know to really document how he's going. So it's interesting. But yeah, no, the game itself was uh was fantastic. I kind of feel like it's it's a bit different to the Sydney Derby in the sense that. In Sydney Derby, there's this, you know, the, the big stereotype between East and Sydney, you know, the, it, the flamboyance. It is and a, the, um, it's a proper cultural yeah, derby oh, the culture, that, yeah. that, that's, put in, that's put in the roots of where the teams are based. Mm-hmm. and the, it, It's a proper football derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, this, it's, you know, it's, there's a lot, I guess you could say, you know, a bit more hate involved. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, that shows on the day. But I um, know, like, it was 
a fantastic, I guess, or in, in that sense, but, you know, at the same time, what was really good about the Melbourne derby was it kind of, because there wasn't there, it was just more about the game, not more about the surrounding culture of the game. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, for me, I just, it, I thought it was so, so sporadic, the whole game. Like, it just, no team was really on top for, like, you know, an extreme amount of time no. or, or a long period of time, which is to be expected, you know, at times it is a derby, so, you know, challenges are going to go flying in, and they, they weren't shy at times, but... Yeah, I just feel that um, you know it was a, it was a game. The game was going to be won by capitalising on chances, and that's exactly how how it was. Uh, yeah. So my next question, and it did come up, it did happen in another game, is what are your thoughts about the VAR or VAR as we will call it on this show? The, the debacle there with the penalty of Bruno Fornaroli. It's um, it's something we've been seeing for a while now, and I think it's that the referees in this country don't really know how to use this technology. And mm-hmm. don't know how to get the most out of it. Um, how it's, so? It's a well. I mean, it's a conversation that you and I have had a couple of times throughout the World Cup, and yep. it's the well. He shouldn't be going back to that and reviewing it. Mm. Well, he has the technology to he or she, whoever the referee is, yep. has the technology to go back and review something. And do you feel more of the pressure? Well, just quickly, do you feel more of the more of the you know, if you want to say the blame in this situation, because it feels like you you weren't happy with with the decision, but do you feel the more the the pressure falls more on the people in the in the review room saying, I think you need to have a look at this? Yeah, well, it, it depends on the referee. I mean, if the referee is confident on their decision, you you let them make that decision. What was that decision to begin with? Well, the he decision it a to free begin kick. with was a free kick outside the box. Okay, so clearly he's thought it's a foul. Mm. And it's gone to VAR because the VAR team have, have said to him... I think this is in the box. It, it's in the box. Now, he should be looking at that back on the replay and saying, actually, that's not even a penalty. Mm. Now, credit to Fauna Rolly for winning that penalty. I've, I've got no issue with that. Mm. And I, I fully understand that, you know, my team was the benefit of a, a VAR malfunction, albeit in the technical sense, yeah. in the grand final last year. So you get what you're given, but... All of this, you know, you know, it's it's ten minutes waiting in the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That's all of this out. controversy. We're talking about the VAR more than we're talking about the the players making their debuts and the players doing amazing things on the pitch. I almost just think it's better to 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 bin it at this point. Yeah, well, I don't okay. think our country is ready for it. I think other better referees and better better run football associations can handle it. But I almost think it's better just to bin it and just to let referees get decisions wrong. Because if this was brought in to help referees not get decisions wrong, what's happened on the weekend? Yeah, well, we saw the Mitch Nichols incident as well. They're still getting the decisions wrong. Yeah, well, that's all the question is like, well, because look, I don't know that I haven't read the the ins and outs, if I'm honest, of the VAR system. But, you know, he, he, he gave away, he gave the foul. Yeah. So upon looking at, I don't know the rules, you may know more than me. If you've already made a decision in terms of you've given a foul and then someone says, no, I think he got fouled in the box. Yeah. Is he able to go back and say, is he able to go back? Is it something, you know, is there differences in terms of you no know, technicalities that if it was inside the box or outside the box or... I mean, uh, from what I understand, you're allowed to amend a clear and obvious error. Mm. And if he thinks the clear and obvious error is that it's inside instead of outside, sure. Mm-hmm. But to me, the clear and obvious error is that he's given a foul... For some, whether it be inside or outside the box, he's given a foul for yeah. something that isn't a foul. Yeah. Well, all I can say is that I, I can completely understand where you're coming from, uh, and I can, I, I could, I can definitely more than understand your frustration there. But all I will say is that 
away from the VAR side of things, yeah. in terms of the the challenge itself, if it was or wasn't, um, off the top of my head, who was the foul uh, committed against? It was... Uh, George Niedermeyer. George Niedermeyer. So Niedermeyer, you know, and we spoke about Niedermeyer last week, you know, an impressive player who shouldn't put himself in that position. To, and it's credit to for Fornaroli for putting himself in that position to do that, get mm. himself... but. You know, if when you, because like you said, you know, the referees aren't as experienced and, you know, maybe not ready. If they get themselves in that situation, mm. then, you know, they're just putting them, they're already got an X across their name. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, look, it's, again, VAR, it's something that's going to be discussed about, I'm sure, all season long. And uh, no doubt it's going to, you know, have its ups and downs throughout the yeah. season. So, look, moving on, we looked, and just to finish off, I just wanted to talk about uh, Honda quickly. Yeah, and I wanted to say how impressed I was with Honda. Yeah, nice finish. Yes, not not. I wasn't even impressed. Honestly, I knew what he was going to offer uh, going forward. Yeah, but I was so impressed with his defensive uh, work rate. Oh yeah, the amount of time, like you know, you see Marquez coming to the league. You know, some that have come and gone within a season, and you can almost just tell that they're there for the paycheck. You know, they're at the back end of their career. They'll they'll they'll, they'll go forward and play, but they won't get no, back. He... And Honda was harassing the amount of times like he. Once or twice he lost the ball, and he was back. If a man had to get back to his, you know, his own box to chase the guy down, he was there. And yeah. it was on that sense, I was so impressed. And uh, yeah, just just that. So playing a lot deeper than a lot of um, victory fans. Yeah, that's what I did. Well. Yeah, yeah, really, getting the best out of James Troisi is one of the best games James Troisi has played in a long time. Um, Taking the captain's armband, leading mm-hmm. the team out. I think he's a. I think he's a class act because you there. And I think the players around him, mm. the coaching staff, and the league are going to learn a lot from him. And I can't wait till um, early next year when the AFC Champions League draw comes oh, out, out, and we yeah. see what um, what team victory are going to be playing yeah, in you... Japan because it might be worth a trip over there, mate. Yeah. You and me down <laughs> in Tokyo. Oh, don't don't tempt me. Don't tempt <laughs> me, please. Do not tempt me. But no, but you know we, we might just get the best out of him. You know you, we might see the best of yeah. KSK Honda in those games. But look, uh, moving forward, onto on the next onto the next topic and something I just want to talk about quickly. Yeah. Uh, more so, and how surprised I was with Wellington Phoenix getting that result. Yeah. Because we didn't have great things to say about them last week. No, so, we were a bit down and, on them. Yeah, we were, just, just a tad. But I must say, you know, that they did look good in patches and they probably could have scored more. But they were just... It was just a surprising result. But more so on like... And, you know, it's probably a credit to Wellington in terms of how they played defensively, but, you know, and the, the way they were pressing. But Newcastle just looked so flat. And it's almost like they were on like a, you know... a the dream run they had last year, the grand final at home, almost like a, a bit of like a hangover yeah, in a way. Know. And I mean, look, it could be wrong because look, victory didn't look fantastic. I'm sure you'll say at times victory didn't look fantastic. And sometimes it takes victory a while, like last year, it took them a while to get going. So that could be the same thing with Newcastle. Look, it's it's hard to judge people off. We can't completely judge teams off the first I don't, round. I don't but... think we're coming out of this this first round and saying anyone's blown anyone away. And I think a lot of teams have still got a fair bit to go. Definitely. Although I, I do, I do, and I said it last week, I do worry whether Newcastle have... Um, have hit their peak, mm-hmm. and it could be the a bit of a downwards slope from here. But it, it remains to be seen. There's there's a lot of games to play, and credit to um credit to Mark Rudin or Rudan, whatever we're calling him nowadays, mm-hmm. and um what he's done with Wellington. You know, getting the best out of Singh, the young attacking midfielder, yep. the Kiwi. I think he's yeah Kiwi, he's Kiwi, yeah, yeah, Kiwi yeah, yeah, attacking yeah. midfielder. 
Um, and looking incredible in his suit. Second best special, best dress <laughs> manager in the league, yeah. for sure. Going for that. And I, I said Tony Popovich was a Diego Simeone, but that all black suit, mate. That's, yeah. that's, that's textbook. They must, you, be, they must have been talking to each other, surely. But moving, running, running with that, and it's what I'll ask you, but you know, you've you've kind of eased into it. And the next topic we're going to talk about was our moments of the round, okay, yeah. and or moment of the round. So you've kind of led into it so I'm going to I'm going to run with it there because it is my first I have two moments of the week yep. and the big one it, it comes from the Wellington game and it not, not necessarily on the field and it is Mark Rudin yep. now people have had up, up and down thoughts and you know prior in the preseason saying he's not ready he was you know it was a step too far but you know he was a scholar of the MPL, like in terms of managerial, you know, wise, he was there for years. He had great success, fantastic success with Sydney United. Yeah. Um, minor premierships, going deep in FFA Cups, and I think it's just a, you know, you know, and Newcastle aren't are, are no easy beats right now at all. Yeah. You know, um, but I will say that you know, there's a lot of, it's easy to be negative uh, about the Australian game right now. A lot of people are being that way. But I think, you know, probably me at times as well, but I will say that that is such a fantastic image for the league, having a coach come from the MPL. And look, they might finish, we don't know, they might, like I just said, no one's blown anyone away. Yeah. But I think to get off, it's just proven that, you know, that they played last year's grand finalists with a pretty much similar, to, similar squad to how they were last year. And it's such a great image for the league in terms of grassroots coming from the MPL system. You know, we talk about the players, well, why not the managers as well? Mm. And, you know, this fan, I've just, uh, off the top of my head, I've just forgotten the Heidelberg coach's name. Um, George Katsakis. George Katsakis is one. I know they talked about Mark Crittenden in the past from Blacktown. So, yeah. you know, it's just proof to the pudding that it's not a step too far. It's, so. um, it's, it's something we said last week. Everyone in the league is improving. Mm. And and you could see this week, you know, Mike Mulvey at Central Coast. They've gone, they brought Mike Mulvey in. They've gone the complete opposite way mm. to what they had out of um, Paolo last year, yep. Paul Ocon last year. And the, these coaches, these clubs, these directors, they're not afraid to change things. Which is good. And I think everyone's really, taken really a step positive. forward this league, mm-hmm. uh, this year in the league. And the results show this week. Yeah. I mean, it would have been very easy for Central Coast to um, roll over and concede a fair few to, to Brisbane. In the past. But yeah, in the past, yeah, they, would, yeah. they would have just crumbled. And they mm. did give up a lot of chances, don't get me wrong. Mm. But it, it's good to see them take that step forward. And they, they've earned a good point there. Even City, for, for, for what they've done to, mm. to come to the derby, to win in the opening round in a packed house, you yeah. know, it, it puts a marker down. It's, oh, for sure. And a, a lot of people like to complain about our game. I think this year is this year or this season could be different. Yeah, well, as we said, you know, we thought it was going to be an exciting league, and it hasn't disappointed after the first round. And no, but secondly, I don't know. You don't have Riley McGree in your moments for the round, do you? Um, well, my moments for the round is Go. definitely the um, the young players, the young Australians yeah. as well that have really come on leaps and bounds. I've just put together a little um, mock starting 11 here. I, I okay. didn't get all yeah, the yeah, way yeah. through it, but a front three of Chris Economides coming off the bench and. Pulling up trees yep. for Perth. Adam Taggart, most shots in the league, mm-hmm. up front by himself. Now, on did, another did, day, did Bod, he puts yeah. away a hat-trick. Yeah, 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 for sure. Dimi Petrados, scoring an absolute ball oh, and being a, a shining light at was. Newcastle. Yeah, Singh, not Australian, but no, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll put him in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Riley McGree, Kieran or Keanu Backers. You can take whichever back eye you'd like. They yep. both played fantastic, yep. controlling the middle of the park. Well, as I said, Kieran, I, I said last week, Kieran, I... I Really enjoyed watching Kieran Backers play. They're fantastic. Yeah, the, fantastic the, the, the two of them, and it's it's almost good that the the back eye have separated. 
Because now they can get the best out. Like, I know last year we had, um, I think it was Keanu playing at centre-back and at right-back a few times for the Wanderers. Yeah, and Keanu, and, the young one, made his play in the midfield and as Kieran, well. And Kieran was playing as the six. Now you can have both, each of them playing as the six at their respective Question, clubs. quickly, about yeah. Kieran, and we'll get back to the eleven. Do you think that this move for Kieran, you know, he's probably one of the, not saying obviously what I said, but you'd be silly to say he's, he's one of the best Australian midfielders playing in the A-League right now. Oh, yeah. Do you feel that he's gone for that Mariners, uh, sorry, the Mariners, that Melbourne City move to maybe try and have a, a Moy or an Arzani-esque move? Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. You also got to look at what he can learn from, um, from your players like Luke Bratton. Mm-hmm. You know, players who Luke Bratton, as much as people like to give him stick, he he controls the game. Oh no, don't yeah, that, that, that like Bratton's in that Brillante, yeah. O'Neill, all those players um, are there. But yeah, it could be a potential move yeah. for him. I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, I mean he's the type of player Pep Guardiola would absolutely love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so. that, that's that's the thing. Just just the attention that they get being there. Mm. You know, we've seen it already with two of our players. So yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, carry on. Uh, the li- and just the likes of Ruan Tongi coming back from, you know, from the cold, hadn't seen him for mm-hmm. years. And Ryan Grant continuing exactly where that he left haircut. off him. But, but, but that haircut is shocking, <laughs> That is shocking. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 good to see that, you know, with his knee injury, hopefully that he, he kicks on. So. Mm. Was there anyone else there? Uh, no, that, that's pretty much it I for guess me. you could chuck so, Thomas he, Dang in he, there as well. Obviously, he didn't only count off the bench did, late. Yeah. But, but no, it's just good to see some um, some good young talent getting their chance, and um, I'd like to I'd like to see more of it. Oh yeah, for progresses. sure. We'll, I'm sure it will. There you go. Well, um, was that your moment? That was that was your that, that, that was my moment of the round. Just seeing so many young Australian and Kiwi players do it, doing yeah. what they do best, and and really shining. Yeah, well, I must say I, I have to put a marker and a highlight on, and my friends that I was sitting with hated that I just kept I couldn't stop talking about him when he came on the field, and that was Riley McGree at 19. He looked like a 300 plus game player. Yeah, the way he came, he was just so, just born for the environment. He, it looks like he was, you know, just made for that environment. The way he came on, the even when when he came on the field, the way he just his presence when he came on the field, I just when I saw him on the big screen, I just thought this kid looks coming. This kid's come to play. Yeah, and I mean, it, it is a big game for Australian football. It's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, you know, uh, domestic games in the country. And the way he met that ball, I mean, so many nineteen-year-olds would botch their lines, they'd send it over the bar, they'd miss the ball. We've seen it in the past with the young players. And just how cool he just stepped up. And like Lawrence Thomas, who is a fantastic goalkeeper, yeah. you know, probably, again, you know, one of Australia's best in the A-League, you know, rooted to the spot. And just in the game, yeah, just how, um, just so cool and calm, but also the big thing as well, which is, and we saw it with Arzani. It was, it was very similar with Arzani. And that's, you know, McGree going there is you know, an Arzani-esque move, even though he's on loan from Club Bruges. But just his willingness, like Arzani, just to back himself. Yeah, I can't the, remember the way who, he carries himself. Yeah, just the in at one stage he had the ball uh, on on halfway, and the right back came to press him. He had no one around him. He thought, "Stuff this, I'm going myself." Little nutmeg down the line, yeah. ball into the box, and it was just it was fantastic to see. So uh, you know, I had to put a highlight on him. But well, we'll move on, mate, from from the review to the previews. Beautiful that role as well, <laughs> and. Uh, I guess the biggest talking point, the biggest game to look at is the Sydney Derby. Sydney yep. versus Sydney FC versus Western Sydney Wanderers. How do you see this playing out? I watched, um, I actually watched both teams in action over the weekend mm-hmm. with you on Friday night and tucked into bed on Sunday at um, watching Perth versus Western Sydney. And yep. I'll talk more about Western Sydney. I think, I think they impressed me a lot more than what I was expecting. 
Bam Johan um, really seemed to impress me. Yep. And it seemed like Western Sydney were getting the best out of him, surrounding him with hard-working players. Came off a bit early because he looked a bit underdone, mm-hmm. which is a good sign for our league, yeah. if anything, that our um, it's, a, it's a physically testing league. Um, I wonder whether they will have enough to deal with Sydney, hoodoo-wise, like mm-hmm. as in enough mentally. Yep. But however, the, the squad has turned over a bit at Western Sydney, so they could put that behind them. And I know their manager is going to be um, <laughs> doing more than, more than enough to motivate them yep. to get there. Um, I worry for Sydney, just from what I saw on Friday night, d- despite you know coming back late and getting the equaliser, mm-hmm. I worry about them in terms of depth. You okay. just look at their bench on Friday night, yeah, and you look at their bench in seasons past, mm-hmm. and the outs column this year was a lot bigger, yeah, than the ins column, and I just worry whether um whether they have the depth to cope with this season, yeah, that, that, you know, overall, a, yeah, the season, but yeah, the for, for this game, I think you would have to put Sydney as favourites going into it, yep. just given the history of the fixture mm-hmm. and given the um, the quality of the performance over this past game week, over the first game week. Yeah. Well, you know, look, they have lost Trent Bahagia, so they definitely will go out and are able to go out and get an injury replacement Yeah. Uh, for that, for the season. So it'll be interesting to see who they go with there. You'd think that it'd have to be almost a starting player, if not someone who can come off the bench and add something massive. Yeah. I will say that, you know, the game that we watched, uh, Sydney versus Adelaide, I think because Adelaide were, were really solid defensively. Yeah. You know, one, and I will say a massive tick against Adelaide. You know, defensively they were fantastic, but they made one slip up and someone like Adam Lafondra, one chance, bang, goal. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how... Um, that's how brilliant he is at what it, he does. Quali- so, quality of the ball as yeah. well in Ninkovic. So, was, um... oh, of course, of course. But I will say that I just think that, like, yeah, Sydney just looked a bit frustrated at coming up against a really, really strong defence. Yeah. Uh, so, which is full credit to Adelaide. But, yeah, I, I mean, I just think that they'll be able to capitalise on the Wanderers defensively because I think the goal that they gave away at Perth was really, really soft. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, uh, Yanyedovic, sorry, I almost lost his name for a second there. Uh, Yanyedovic made a great save off Kenny Keo's shot. But, you know, there was two or three, I believe, three uh, Wanderers uh, plays in the box. And that ball bounced up in the air for a long yeah. time. There was no, like, uh, I've got to get there. I've got to dive, throw my body in. Just that, that scrappiness that you need yeah. sometimes. But I think that this game, but don't get me wrong, like you said, with uh, Bolham, but... Uh, how do I pronounce it? Baum Yahan. Sorry, we'll get that right over the over the season. Baum Yahan looked great, and we said that they'd have mm. to build around him. And in patches, they did look great, and they scored a good goal through Bonavatia. Yep. But I think that this game will definitely come down to how well the Wanderers can defend and yep. break on and break. And because I just think that. Uh, sorry, just I'll just say quickly. I I think that. Brillante and O'Neill will have their way in terms of the midfield in terms of getting the I ball think, and controlling yeah, I think, the ball. I think def- Sydney definitely win the midfield battle there. Yeah. Um, I've got a question for you. Mm. Josh Risden. I don't know if you watched the game on Sunday, but I don't think that a Socceroos right back is doing enough in that Western Sydney team to warrant his place in our um, Asian Cup squad next year. I don't, I don't think Josh... And, and this is why I bring it up, because you look at the right-back on the other side of this fixture, mm-hmm. Ryan Grant, yep. I think there's a very, very good chance for Ryan Grant to stake his claim, not just in this game, but oh, for sure. throughout I mean, the season as the soccer is right-back. Well, I mean, yeah. Def- Josh Risden just simply hasn't kicked on. 
And it was down his side that um, Perth scored their goal the other night. Massive yeah. gap, gap between him and um, him, and the centre back. I'm not too sure who it was. I just wonder whether, yeah, I wonder whether he. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not making uh, and like I'm not making excuses. This is just this is just fact here. And uh, I mean, yes, Ryan Grant last year was, yeah, well, sorry, prior to doing his knee was fantastic, and the season prior. So yes, I mean Arnold, Graham absolutely. Arnold loved him. Uh, yeah, there wasn't no one was going to play um, over over Ryan uh, when he was when he was on and not injured. But uh, I will say that for Josh, I like I like Josh a lot uh, as a player. But I will say that I guess, like yeah, I'm not making excuses. But look, you have to think he was over in Q8 the other day, or uh, yeah, in Q8 yeah. playing Q8 in. 40 plus degree heat for 90 minutes and like at the 70 minute mark he was like he was almost chasing shadows because he was just running doggies all day yeah then you think he's come back and he's had to fly he's flown home through time zones like you know yes he's a professional football player but this this takes a toll then he's gone over to Perth okay yeah and that's one of the questions I have about about the manager is like you look at you look at um you look at Kevin Musket, okay? Yeah. With the victory. If Thomas Dang wasn't away, would he have started in that team? No. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Like, but I'm just you, talking, I'm talking about, like, victory yes or the, no. Victory have got the luxury of being able to rotate those players. Regardless, what I'm talking about is if he didn't, if uh, the manager throws him in there, uh, like he did, sorry, uh, in Perth, and I'm talking about player management, player welfare, regardless, first game of the season, that's after playing a game like that in that heat over there, coming back and then throwing him into a game. Yeah, that's where that's where players rip hammies off the bone, or you know they like. Oh, look, I'm, I know I'm you know exaggerating a bit, yeah. like, But you have because but these things happen. I just I just wonder like, what's Josh Risden done in the past year? Was he the best right back in the league last year? Maybe not. Maybe yeah. Well, and and if tell. you're the, if you're the soccer who's right back, yeah, and you're not the best right back in your league, mm. in your domestic league, like what what, what are you doing? Yeah, that's what he, we he said. Didn't, yeah. He didn't make a difference the other night. And it's not like he was up against anything well, special that's what I'm down. Saying. Um, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. But just talking about player management, like he, the toll that it that it takes, sort of thing. Yeah, I, Look, su- I'm not I making, suppose. Yeah, yes. I just, I just think, I think, I think this is make or break this season for Josh Risden. Yeah. Okay. If he doesn't do enough to make himself the best right back in the league, then one, he, he, where's he going to go? Is he just going to stay in the A League for the rest of his career? Mm-hmm. And two. He, he can't possibly be starting for the Socceroos. There's too much young talent in this league to be wasting a spot on yeah, players he like could turn, He could turn it around and, and have, you know, we could be, uh, time will tell. I guess it's a thing that time will tell. And yeah. as, as, uh, as uh, Arnie said after the game against uh, the Q8, he said that there's nine games yep. from, from price of eight games now. He said every A-League player, obviously he's not going to look at every A-League player. He could potentially, but is that you've got eight, you've got eight games to yeah. impress me. So, yeah, if Josh, has, if Josh has a fantastic next eight games, well, then he gives himself every shot and probably will be in the squad. If he starts or not, we don't know. Yeah. But time will tell. So, um, my final point, sorry, I know we got a slightly off track there, but well worth talking about. I think that for the Wanderers, and he did botch a, uh, a, a certain goal. Yeah. Oriol Riera. I think that in terms of how we we're saying that Wanderers have to defend well, it comes down to their defence and breaking on the counter. I think he has to be clinical. Yeah. If he gets chances, he may not. But if he does, if he gets ten, he's got to be clinical. Yeah. In these games, especially against Sydney, who, especially have, against who, who have who have had it over, who have had it, you know, 
across the span of time, you know, what was it nine games? Nine, nine yeah. Yet, something. Uh, nine games unbeaten against them. So prior to last season when we we lost against them, but oh no, the season prior, sorry. So um, but since then we've we've been undefeated against them again. So it's uh, yeah, he has to bury those chances in derbies as well. So um, yeah, that that's what I that's what I think. So yeah, I think um, I think Rare, I think Rare is one of the better strikers in the league. Yeah, oh, compared definitely. to what um a lot of other teams have, but. You gotta consider what we are as a league. Mm-hmm. We're never gonna get strikers that are just gonna bang, 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 bang. Even Bobo last year had some had some periods where he yep. would go without scoring a goal. So yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll <laughs> it'll be a while before we see a uh, a Mark Yanko esque run of <laughs> run of goals. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. Moving on. So look to our last topic of the night, and we're you know we're gonna round up round out the show now, and we we'll look at the uh, we'll touch on the other fixtures quickly. Yeah. So. Let's look at the first one. We've got uh, Adelaide at home against Newcastle Jets. Yep. Quick quick prediction. Who's going to win? Why, I was imp- why not? I was impressed by Goodwin. I thought he offered a lot going forward. I thought he um, created a lot of chances. And I was incredibly impressed by Mikko Jakobsen, who was probably my player of the round, um, to well, be okay. honest. Yep. Yeah. He, he was looked really, really assured against a Sydney attack that should be feared and will be feared this season. I can't see past Adelaide in this one. Another Friday night down at um, Hindmarsh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I can't see yeah, past I said, Adelaide. I, I think. Said, I think they'll get off the mark. I said as well. Yeah. I said Adelaide. I, th- I thought Adelaide. Oh, I think well, Adelaide will get up. I just because I think Marquise fired last week, and I think they will do again at yeah. home. Another another home game. So agreed. Uh, Mariners versus uh, Melbourne City. First Mar- game. First game at back in Blue Tongue. Um, I would love to see the Mariners get a win here. Mm-hmm. I think they've got enough this season. And I think they've got um, good strength and depth off the bench as well, which is good to see. What do you think? I've gone City just yep. only because I think they're just the confidence of first game, derby, win, front of a big crowd. Yeah, he, big, can, probably, big he can probably start McGree this week yeah, as well. Yeah, big performances yep. uh, from players across the Oh, Richie Delat as well. Got a touch on him. Was, he was fantastic. What a player. He was fantastic. So up and down, up and down. Up and down. And uh, I loved after the game uh, a Video I saw a young little Melbourne victory fan asking for his signature and was more than happy. And the, <laughs> the, the the look on the kid's face was fantastic. So that's what that you know that's another fantastic thing about this whole marquee system and you know bringing internationals in. So yeah, um, yeah, just I think like you said, Mariners do have uh, and have shown that they they do have something this year uh, going into the into the competition. But I just think City will just sniff them. Uh, Brisbane versus Wellington. Um, I'll be interested to see. I only saw the highlights of this one. I'll be interested to see how Adam Taggart reacts. Yeah. If he wants to, and he obviously wants to play in Europe again. If he wants to play in Europe again, he um he has to score this game. He has mm-hmm. to bounce back. He has to show that he's able to be the man, main yeah, man. Did, I mean, he did score, but yeah, he did the, score. He the, had a lot botch. of chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, like mm-hmm. m- nine shots, most in the league. Yeah. And um, he's only come away with one. He needs to. He needs to bounce back. He needs to score. And he needs to show Brisbane he can be the main man because Aloisi trusts him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm t- I'm tipping Brisbane for the win. Yeah, there. I've gone I've gone Brisbane as well just because they looked strong. Yep. And uh, I think that yeah, I I think like you said, I I'm I have a really really good just like my gut feeling just about Taggart this season. I think he's going to have a fantastic year, and I'm mm. I'm going to say he's going to get close to if not score more than twenty goals this year. Okay. So I and like I think that. and I think that if they can find him. Not in the air, in like the goal he scored. Yep. Back to goal, shimmy one way, half a yard, bang goal. Yeah. That's that's the type of player well, he's in. And if Brisbane can find him there, they'll score goals. His um his golden boot season was the season my club Fulham went down. Off the back of that, we signed him. We're mm-hmm. going to play him in the championship. 
Mm-hmm. Could be going down again this year. <laughs> Might have to bring back oh, Adam Taggart the for, for, for the return of the Adam Taggart to the, to the championship. How yeah, good. And finally, uh, your team, Melbourne Amy Victory. Park, 7 yep. o'clock, be there. Very nice, um, very nice. Against I, Perth. I think it will I, – I honestly wasn't that impressed by Perth. Um, and I think that um, Grant at the back there had an absolute nightmare. I, th- I think they've got a lot of tightening up to do. And I don't know how long um, this three at the back system will work for I was Popper, just Yeah, because I, be I was because I thought Lowry, Lowry, Lowry will have to have a huge performance if they're playing three at the back. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, we have to – we have to – well, I'll say they have to they have to trust in the uh, the Diego Simeone of the A in Tony Popovich. <laughs> so it's for that reason. Before I go back to yours, I'll just say quickly: I've gone a draw here purely because I just think Perth will be really stubborn. Yeah, I um I actually tip the draw as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it'll take victory a while to get going. It I looks think so like too. Toivonen's going to be out for a bit longer than we expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, but see, I, I didn't think Kenny was uh, Kenny Atty was was a terrible option. I thought he, you know, look, yes, he was lacking, but he caused caused a bit of chaos, a bit of havoc, and I mean yeah. that's that's why that's why I think Muscat's resigned him for another two years. Yeah, look, he's he's a great option off the bench, and mm-hmm. if he's happy to if he's happy to play that role once Toivonen comes back, then all power to him. He's one of the better strikers to bring off the bench in the A yeah. League. Um, I just think that victory will will take a while to get going this season, so I would. Um, I would expect Honda to impress again. I would expect Troisi to pick up where he left off. Mm-hmm. But I think it might be a while before we start raining the goals in. I think there will be some games this season where Victory do put three or four past a team. Mm-hmm. The likes of your um, your Brisbane's, your Central Coast, or your, yep. your Newcastle's. However, I don't think it will be this week. I think it'll still be two teams feeling each other out and... Seeing, um, seeing where they just where they are. Yeah, I kind of feel like that'll be again. That's that's why like those every game there. I kind of for the only game that I could, just looking here that I could feel could get out of hand would be Sydney just going to town on the Wanderers. Mm. Just just offensive. That, but looking at, at the at the other games, I feel they could be tight. So and mm. and or maybe Adelaide. I think so, yeah, I think Adelaide could, so, could do Newcastle. Um, time will tell. But Matthew, that rounds up our. Pre- our preview and review show, uh, our episode one. So this will be coming each and every week from now on, fingers crossed. So uh, we look forward to, to putting this together each week. Matthew, thank you very much, my friend. Thank you very much, man. Until next it's been time. A pleasure. Till next time. See ya. Ciao.